How are we all doing, lads? Very welcome to another episode of the FPL Chieftain. Keeping it going in the face of fallen rank, um, this podcast. And I probably have a group of friends on Twitter chat to thank for that. Um, otherwise, I probably would have thrown in the towel on this podcast. I'm very thankful that I set off the podcast at a premise of entertainment and the fact that I watch a lot of football as opposed to advice saying, yeah, you need to get this player and you get this player and this is how you win FPL. Because if I did that, um, I'd be face down in the dirt even more so than I am. Um, so I'm going to give you a roundup what I'm going to do on the pod and then get stuck into it. Um, going to look at the fixtures um, that went down in game week 21. Um the big plays so to speak um and where the points were garnered for fpl players and we'll see what the chieftain recall is like um in that respect although i expect it to be pretty good i got a lot of football in on new year's day then i'm well actually i'm going to talk as well about the fixtures ahead friday night actually guys deadline um get the pertinent and important stuff out on the pod that I can. So Friday night, a deadline because Sheffield United are at home to West Ham. And uh, that's the Friday night game, which could be a good watch. Going to yap a little bit about the FA Cup, um, what I've seen, and probably just the implications from an FPL viewpoint. And I'm going to start off with a very interesting one. And these lads have kept me... Um, in the game and probably podcast and, and will allow me to see the season out. Um, to give you an idea of how my Christmas period was, 148 points over four game weeks. So, you know, you're looking at that and you're saying, look, yeah, Chieftain, you're hitting an average of about 34 points a game week, which is just shocking. And I'm going to look to be useful to the listeners, see... Um, where I've gone wrong, how I've been dodging bullets up to then and how it all went pony over Christmas. Um, but FPL, it's been a good gift in the fact that I'm in a Twitter group and a dude who I'm going to give credit to, FPL Dad, set up his own cup. Um, and 32, well, 33 of us entered it. Um, there was um, a sort of a qualifier around and poor old FPL architect a good dude uh, fell by the wayside. So I'm going to read out the results of the first round. The 30, It's a 32 cup and it's been played bi-weekly, FPL bi-weekly. I think that's a shrewd move from FPL, Dad, um, because it allows the players in it to get their team together. And you might recall on the last pod I put in from FPL uncorked the call out and... Uh, I don't think you'll be surprised how that went, but I'm going to give a flavour of the players on it. Now, there's 32, so I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet, um, and I'll rattle through it in a, a classifies. Do you remember when you'd come in? Um, I'm probably showing my age here, but you'd, you'd come in on a, a Saturday evening, and there'd just be the classifies results and the old voice. You'll, you'll know it as I start to do it. But I'll give a flavour of, of the players that I can and try and give their full um, handle. So you can give them a follow on Twitter because a lot of these guys, very, very engaging, good crack. 
um some of them have great ranks as well um and they they come out um with um some quality game weeks as you'll see so the game week average in game week 21 was there there around 48 so this will give you the score so the cup of gals the full classified results fpl renegades drew 66 versus fpl trout 59 renegades drew he's he's having a renaissance um they're a great pod three lads norkill there um and renegades drew was a quality player until this year and he was suffering the same as me come join us he's um but he's he's beginning to get a little bit of rank and you can see that by his scores so he's doing well fbl trout uh we believe is one of the uh rubber bandits um so this is a right assortment of a mix of players fpl crypto 67 versus fpl tomo 65 fpl tomo x dub up in tyrone lovely lad but he lost out to canadian based i think he's a tv producer he's something like that fpl crypto very worth following so uh crypto's down in mexico sinking um i don't know what did they drink in mexico um it's not san miguel that's spain i don't know because i'm a non-drinker i can't remember that bloody beer that you throw the lime in it's probably lads screaming at the pod as they usually are fpl red devil 60 versus fpl offley martin 63 so the green white and gold of offley triumphs there red devil's a good dude he's a young pup um <laughs> a young pup a young pump he doesn't punk he doesn't listen to this pod anyway uh he's obviously a united fan as you'd imagine um and he lost out to offley martin so that's one where um age and wisdom has trumped uh youth and energy fpl rogue 44 versus fpl red rum 54 a uh, bit of a shock there rogue was on a, a a nice run um great account he does this biochips predictions um very creative uh dude is rogue so well worth a follow and congrats to red rum coming through this this one this is a great tie fpl willie 62 versus fpl alpaca 71 fpl willie after renegades villa fan so his season is up and down great man for the stats good dude on a little bit of a renaissance he's quite modest where he wants his rank to be and that was a good week for him 62 but alpaca he came up against it there that lad has a rank of 1223 in the game uh pulls out a 71 so that's quality oh, i don't want to read this one now fpl chieftain 34 on winston versus fpl uncorked 40 so number one in Ireland, Keane got 40. He had a mare of a week, but the nightmare fluid of a week that I had, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, I'm knocked out <laughs> up against 40. It's one of the lowest, as you'll hear. FPL Tom Moriarty, 46, versus OB1, 40. So that's age triumphant there, age and wisdom. Tom's a big Leeds fan. He's a dub as well um obi-wan is an arsenal fan um and it's gas because as i read this through you begin to see the preference that lads have for sides like fpl uncorked is a big liverpool fan and uh i was way ahead of him until the liverpool game and then yeah um i think i had Mane and he had salah and trent to play and uh hence he he beat me then fpl john fi 55 versus fpl paddy 44 
very unlucky there, Paddy. But um, John Foy, he's he's more of a football index dude, and he does a great podcast, High, Wide, and Handsome, uh, and a good score from him. So he's true on that. Average Jimbo, thirty nine versus Ginger Ninja, fifty. So poor old Average Jimbo, what didn't hit the average that week. Um, again, this is another one with age triumphant. Ginger Ninja. Um, over in New Zealand and can see orange skies um, with those horrendous fires uh, going on in um, <clears throat> in Australia has come through there uh, 50 points he loves beating dubs um, which doesn't occur too often FPL Mark 75 versus FPL Sheehan I think he's FPL minus 100 actually um, but it's FPL Sheehan 61 so FPL Mark, no surprises here, lads. Who's he support? Big Liverpool fan. So pulls out a cracking score of 75. Um, recording this pod actually on Sunday, the 5th of Jan. Um, and it's about it's 20 past one. So I've been getting myself ready for Spurs against Middlesbrough. I'll talk about that a bit later. Let's, let's continue with the rest of the classifieds, cup scales, results. FPL Rossi, 84 versus FPL Bus. 54 that's a respectable score from fpl bus 54 but fpl rossi just pulled it out with a bag um wiping away nfl tears that lad because pats are out patriots are out uh beating in the wild card uh chiefs and course strike the buffalo bills um said how well they were doing uh i think they were 16 and 0 against the texas houston's uh which always makes donuts laugh um that the Texas Houston's couldn't come up with like a different name, you know, the way you've your Eagles or your Giants. No, it's just Texas Houston's. Um, but a big surprise um, of Pats are out. Pats are out. I'm delighted with that. Sick of the sight of them. Um, and I know my Chiefs friends in Kansas that listen to the pod, they'll be delighted with that. But FPL Rossi, um, great score from him, 84, and his rank is pretty high now as well. This was what the tie it around. Um, Dahi, who is Barstow Prophet, oh, sorry, back in the classified twice. Barstow Prophet, 35, versus FPL Drunk, 63. So background to these two guys. And as I said, this is the reason I'm going through the whole results. There's great accounts here, lads. Give them a follow. Barstow Prophet got me into the girls chat, which is a Twitter chat of a load of bunch of Ireland lads. And uh, he's a Kerry Bugle. Um, great player. He's winning my FPL Chieftain uh league and 35 points just oh oh dear uh, it's one of those weeks but fpl drunk um that's seamus from the fpl hangover who i've ran a half marathon with Um, i hope to run with him this year but it'll probably be a 10k seamus because my knees are acting the maggots so i'm going for speed um and short distances at the moment rather than the longer distances um fpl drunk um, him and Jared do a great podcast I've mentioned it loads of times Hangover and he, I think he's got 10 green arrows out of the last 11 weeks and he's just rocketed it up he's up around 250k or that and I really enjoyed their pod um, and that was it was a big shock to be honest because Barstow Prophet had been running away with it since he captained Pookie that time he got his hat trick see how much I, like you just absorb all this information in and it's a great thing about FPL um, and we've had meetups and you just um, you find lads that are into the same um, thing as yourself FPL drunk I, I think I thought I was big into soccer and FPL I 
think he usurps me um, and he's one of the few that does but when we go through the fixtures and the, um, and the coming up and the results you'll probably see the amount of football I watch and it makes me go whoa that said half the time I'm jogging on the spot in front of it but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit right three more results to go FPL dad 48 versus FPL blue 55 I'm wincing at that one poor dad um, and the cup was going to be called things like daddy issues and it was going all over the place D cup um, but this perpetual cup he's gone out in the first round FPL dad lovely lad up, based up in Cavan um, and, and um, my boy blue he keeps calling out old school if you can picture um, oh bloody name escapes me Will Ferrell Shouting out, our boy blue. And our boy blue is true there at 55. The draw for the next round actually is taking place tomorrow night. So that'll be interesting. FPL Insider, I took him into the group. Um, and uh, great lad, uh, very sharp witted. Um, and he was playing FPL King. Back to the classifieds format. Chieftain, you distracted Egypt. FPL Insider, 51 versus FPL King. 57. King comes through. King Donegal Buckle, uh, lovely fella. And uh, 57, it was nip and tuck there between the two of them, 51 and 57. But King prevails. And the last one, FPL Mossy, 58 versus FPL Era, 54. So Ira, Era, the old name for, I think, the 26 counties, uh, 54. Four points in it. FPL Mossy, I think, holds the the title of just the sharpest wit in the group. Um, if you leave yourself open, he's the lad that'll come in with a put down. Um, he's one of those lads that would wish Dubs would pay more attention to Cork, but look, sure, he can't have everything. Right, so there it all is, and there's the draw on Monday. Um, and if FPL Dad is happy enough, I'll, I'll give that a shout out as well. And as I said, it's kept me in the game. Um, FA Cup weekend at the moment um, I've actually enjoyed watching football without the pressure of uh, of looking at FPL points um, I've watched a couple of games and I'll, I'll get into that um, more I've had loads of DMs and messages saying where's the pod, get it out there so I think lads doing well are having FPL withdrawals um, whereas myself and I'm talking about the FA Cup. I'm looking that I'm getting a, a reprieve, to be honest with you. Um, I'm playing my wild card. It has to be done. Um, I feel like that scene in the Batman um, with Joker when he's leaving the hospital. And I've probably got that manic grin on it. And I just want to throw a match to my team. It's like a sick hospital. Um, it's just poison at the moment. And my team is it's gone wild card and I'll talk about a couple of the players that I'm, I'm looking at and that and I'll sanitise my hands like the Joker after the mess that is my team um, so I'm going to talk a little bit on the uh, fixture roundup, the FA Cup consequences um, and look, 148 points over 4 game weeks, I admit it's shocking but I think it'll probably endorse those lads that are making the right decisions and I've drilled down into it and said where have I gone wrong um, here we go here's where I've gone wrong I've been getting away with it um, because Liverpool were always conceding one goal now they've tightened up 
and not having Liverpool defence, having a Trent, a Robbo, a Gomez, a Virgil van Dijk, none of them hurt me. My captain pick, talk to you about that as I go through the fixtures, that absolutely destroyed me. I'm not picking up points with keepers. I've Gassaniga, Spurs record defensively under Jose, well talked about, poison. I've Pope, Burnley, shocking. So there it is. My midfield, I've been picking up okay points. I've had your Mane's, I've had the Sterlings, I've had the Richarlsons, the James. That's the only basically tier in FPL that has been saving me. And then up front, I got my strikers all wrong. wrong. Differentials. Since I brought in Mousset, he was poison. Pookie, poison. Wilson, I brought in at one stage after getting rid of Tammy, who was happy to get rid of. I got put on blast by Rogue. I was right call on Tammy after seeing him at Spurs, um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over there before Christmas. You can tell it's a it's a fitter chieftain. It's a happier chieftain. Um, got rid of that dose that went through the house over the Christmas, coming back strong, doing a bit of training. Uh, happy out in that respect. Uh, pep rotation has hurt me, and then player rotation over the Christmas period has hurt me. So look, let's get quickly into the fixtures, and I'll give you the chieftain take on it. Brighton against Chelsea. Watch that game. Chelsea should have been out of sight. They were in control. Uh, should have been 2 3 nil up. Tammy gets a soft assist. Akia Peko, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, gets a tap in from a set-piece goal. Brighton are coughing up soft goals. Dunk gets an assist with a header with a absolutely Iranian nuke of an overhead kick from Johanna Bakash. And I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, but I'm going to go Johanna Bakash. And uh, cracking goal. No tears from this side. Sinks to the ground. Great goal. Unstoppable uh, overhead. Keeper had done well in goal. Watch Chelsea. Had Rudiger. Um, thought Rudiger is getting... You know, frustrated with the likes of Zuma, he's having to dictate too much around them. And then Chelsea, who were fantastic against Spurs and have dropped silly points against Southampton, just can't close a game out. On that first half display, they should have been 2 3 0 up. Early kickoff, bit flat, I suppose, but Brighton get away with a 1 all draw. Brighton have gone out of the cup since. So, look, there it is. Burnley against Villa, must win for Villa, and Grealish, the boy, stands up. Bit unlucky with VAR, uh, a Wesley Hill, just completely, utterly ridiculous, but he doesn't allow it to affect him, and on he goes. Villa, gone out of the cup since, hurting with injuries. Heaton is out, Wesley is now out, and he's out for the season. Um, I've been talking about Pochettino going in there. Villa fans very loyal to Dino, um, hugely loyal to him. Don't know if that loyalty is going to work for them. They're really a one-trick wonder, and it's going to be a matter of time now before Grealish is basically man-marked by two players, and he just cut him out because he's the danger man. But he's quality, and he got fantastic um, FPL returns for those that had him 13 points, so absolutely cracking. Newcastle at home to Leicester. Said this before, an old player, a player of a side going back to a club is always worth a punt. Um, Robbie Keane, I used to back him all the time. When I used to gamble, don't gamble anymore. Jesus, what do you do, Chieftain? Other than weak-ass podcasts. But yeah, um, Perez goes back and he was just gifted goals, um, gifted assists. 
Um, Newcastle were shocking at the back. The stats will have proved that. They were coughing up all sorts of XGs of chances in the box and they've been winging it. Um, 3-0 at home and to a weakened Leicester side and Verdi and I all, everyone expected them to come in after the Twins and come in and a baby celebration. Didn't happen. Wasn't even in the squad. Adam was captain. I'll talk about that. How that hurt me. Hurt a lot of lads. But other lads picked up your Manes and Salas. I picked up Sterling. Is what it is. Madison has to be said. Crack and finish. Newcastle have to look at the fact that Shar is injured. He's probably their best defender. Um, so watched Newcastle yesterday against Rochdale. Yes, that's how much of a anorak the chieftain is. The orange all gear and orange is my favorite color you want to send me through orange gifts for my pod or whatever like that but orange is my favorite color but it doesn't work in the jersey i think of um bar the dutch the dutch did it well with hullet van basten Rijkaard. yeah beautiful jersey euro 88 ireland were unlucky in that chieftain is on fire here flying it out the jersey I'm thinking of is the Chelsea away jersey of 94, grey and orange. Absolutely poison. I'm really sure it was 93-94. I'm going back to players like Furlong and all that before Abramovich came along with his millions. Anyway, Newcastle watched them against Rochdale. Almiron scored a goal, but like Rochdale, like lower, lower league. Drawn one all. Newcastle, skip fire. Brucey, stay away from them. Stay the hell away from them. Southampton against Spurs. Right. So here's the inside scoop with Spurs. We've got one player defensively who is committed to the club now. Toby Alderweireld. That's it. Alderweireld is actually looking like a bad player because he's been isolated because Jose can't get it set down who he wants around him. And in fairness to Jose, he's testing them all out. And this is the thing I find as a Spurs fan He's finally finding out and ratifying the issues that I see with sports from a mile off. No central midfield. 40 winks doesn't cut it. Sissoko doesn't cut it. He just runs till he loses the ball. Deer doesn't cut it. Um, defensively, he has to go with Vertonghen and Alderweireld. And just that is his best bet at the moment. Because Sanchez just gets pulled off into the channels and does empty-headed stuff. Fight isn't good enough. Sessignon's just coming into the side. Rose, really, really poor, not committed to the club, running down his contract. Ori are decent enough going forward, but he's so susceptible to a red, a yellow card, and the fact that Spurs can't keep it clean, just poison. Harry Kane is injured. I think the only one that is worth looking at from a Spurs viewpoint for the game weeks going ahead is Young Min Son. He has to redeem himself. Kane is out. With this injury, it's going to take three or four weeks. He's been playing on wet, heavy pitches. He's been running all the minutes. He's been playing deep. Ali is spent um, because Ali's playing Fortnite all the time and his fitness isn't up there. And Ndombele is now injured as well. We're going to have to go into the transfer market. Spurs are in disarray. Southampton deserved their win. Ings goal, class. Ings, the Winchester, the rifle. Lads who mentioned them and I... Didn't really get the rewards. The Hangover podcast. I remember. You know where you visualise when you listen to a pod. I was driving over towards Dundrum on Wednesday evening. Listened to it. And they were talking about the Winchester and a name from. And Ings is he a lad worth getting on. And FPL Seamus has legendary just 
got on him from about that week because of an FPL meet-up and having an interest in a late game. And he's a stable boy for him and the points are running through. So it's it's quality when it works like that for someone. It's not quality when it's working for me the way it is with my forwards. And Spurs, um, you know, Chelsea had dropped points. You go out, you have a chance against Southampton. And it's again, it's like no one wants Fort. So stay the hell away from Spurs, bar Son. I'm, I'm going with Son. I'm going to come in on him heavy um, going forward. Watford against Wolves. Okay, Wolves rotation beginning to hurt them. It's beginning to hurt FPL owners of them. Traore, Jimenez on the bench, that type of thing. Um, Watford, I thought might keep it clean. I brought it. This is a sign of my game week. I brought in uh, Cavasili or Cavalisi, whatever his name is. He got sent off. <laughs> Cost me a minus one. The uh, Corre looked good. De La Feo looks like he can finally hit a ball with a bit of power. Um, Dini, I don't know if I'd get in on him yet. I think Donut's gone in on him. He's hurting her. Um, but Watford, a good win for them. 2-1. And it's Watford are, are making a real fist to trying to get out of that relegation. And they're dragging sides in like Burnley and Bournemouth. We'll talk more about that later. City against Everton. Watch that game. Um, again, rotation hurt me. So my vice captain was Sterling. And Pep brings him on in the 93rd minute. I get a massive two points off that. Mares looks an interesting option. Um, KDB was quite defensive. He was deep lying. Um, doesn't play as well when Sterling isn't on the pitch. A lot of lads are saying KDB is a season keeper, but he's up and down with the points. And I got burnt on him when he's up, when he's down. Previously had him as a captain. Get four points off and the next week lads get a vice captain off him and get 24. It's just one of those ones. But look, this isn't a Chieftain Winch Fest. Jesus, Pickford I thought could have done better with the second goal. First goal, pretty good. Um, Sidibe, Everton were just, they weren't great, I have to say. Uh, Siggy was just on the periphery. Calvert-Lewin looks okay. Um, he's bulked up a bit. He's getting stuck in. Um he got a bit frustrated with it. And Richardson, player I had, gets a goal on the back post. So City are still coughing up goals. Um, but Bravo made some good saves. Made a good save from a true ball from Siggy through to Shamey Coleman. Um, this is the power of the Chiefs and recall. You can tell it's no notes. Um, and I just think Everton, yeah, they're worth keeping an eye on. Their fixtures are going to soften up a bit. And they got Carlo Ancelotti, who is just class. And um, look, if he can channel... Duncan's energy and running around in his shirt. I keep talking about managers attire. Um, FPL Partridge, funny account, I have to say, was going on and putting, uh, I don't know, they were called body warmers previously, now they're called Gillettes and, or Gillette. No, Gillette's the razor, so Gillettes. Putting them on blast. I like a Gillette, I have to say. I can see why. And even though Sherwood brought it in, mad Timmy Sherwood talking to Lucy, um, brought them in I was sort of going look I like them and I can see why managers have them like Pearson and Wilder because the hands can get going but they're keeping their core warm and it is January Um, I watch a lot of BT Sport and Stevie Mac um, is there with a big scarf up to his bloody years and he's there that's a Christmas present and my scouser are accent I just always go on like Carhartt and go on Sally you beauty it's mostly being BT Sport so there's no you know 
bloody Neville's getting into politics and all sorts of stuff. I'm, I'm trying to keep this to football. Take it back. Right. Norwich against Palace. Put Cantwell on blast recently because of his celebrations. But he's getting enough practice. Got a good goal. Got FPL players. 10 points. Zaha, who I had got off. But look, he's not getting massive points. And he's got Arsenal next. And gets a late equaliser where he puts it across to Connor Wickham. The forgotten man, Wickham. Um, you don't have a player. Just fitness issues like... Um, and I like the dude, um, big into tattoos, I'm big into tattoos, um, and I think if he could get a run of games, he could be decent, um, but he just never gets the run of games at all, and I suppose, look, that's the Irish preference coming through, um, Norwich are just going to be committed to what they're doing, but they're they're relegated, they're going to be relegated, uh, they just keep coughing up goals, and they can't score more than one, and Cantwell, look, he's useful, but I don't know if you're going to start him. He just seems to keep getting that goal that, where the ball breaks in the box and hits someone's knee and drops to him kindly and he finishes it. But look, I suppose he's there. West Ham against Bournemouth. Got to say, Chieftain's always about the weather. Night game, I think it's suited, Moyes. Um, load of lads are going to steam in on Bournemouth assets now. Moyes, um, I just, i got to get some respect for Moyes. I, like I, I lost it for Moyes when he was there. Read a bit of his biography, and he was like, ran home, scuttled home to his missus after Ferguson called him over and said, "I'm nominating you for United manager." And he was just too deferential to Ferguson. Alex has picked me. Oh, Alex is going to make me the United manager. If you're going into United, you need to be. Um, you need to be like have the brassies that Mourinho did, and it didn't even work for him. So Moyes. He just seems to me a little bit imitation. Like he's saying Anderson, he's done what Mourinho's done with Ali. Are you Brazilian? Like, in fairness, Anderson took his goal very well. Ball over the top, flight in. This is in the 4 0 win. Um, Noble, soft penalty, got a deflected goal. Bournemouth are just absolutely poisoned. But Bournemouth are so Jekyll and Hyde. Lads can start backing against Bournemouth now and then they'll go and get a 2 0 win. And, Fraser or whatever will start to perform so look I'm going to sit wait and see I'll watch West Ham and Sheffield United on Friday night another reminder of the deadline there lads I'm just the gift that keeps on giving in 2020 um, excited about 2020 I know everyone's talking about nuclear war and World War 3 and Nostradamus predictions and all that pony I'm just there like look 2020 it's going to be it's going to be a great year um, so West Ham, yeah, there's too much quality there for them to go down, and Moyes, I think, can bet it down, but I'm talking about, look, he's, you know, the manager they wanted and everything else like that. I think he's a downgrade in Pellegrini, but the players stop playing for Pellegrini. Uh, he's got a 29% win ratio with West Ham, so, look, they say never go back. Maybe it'll work for them. Um, he's given himself a chance with the start. And then Arsenal against United, so I'll watch that one, right. United, constantly putting them on blast given out about I felt for Maguire and a couple of United fans were saying look he's no leader or whatever like that he was the only one for me that really understood what the um, the fixture meant I'm getting a bit sick at every time it's United Arsenal then they do the, like I can you know I can visualise exactly what they're going to do and they pull out Vieira in the tunnel and Robert Perez goals and gigs and Keane and and it's just like, it's not doing either club any favours. Concentrate on the here and now. Arsenal, to be fair, had just more energy and got more about the ball. 
but like the play, the goals they got, Beppe's was quite lucky, and Socrates just got stuck in on it. And Lindelof is a big, big problem at United, lads. He's a massive problem. Um, talk a little bit about FA Cup because watch United against Wolves. It was the longest game I've ever seen. It was like just like watching paint dry. Williams was the only bright light that did something up against. Um, uh, Traore because mostly like it's five players on Traore I thought he did quite well um, Greenwood does look like he's going to be a player but Pereira was just frustrating to watch Mata still has it but you want a Mata of six years ago if you're United I've seen lads United fans sending out uh, quips of Ole um, looking like Gollum out of Lord of the Rings and just looking clueless Um I thought his comeback at Robin Van Persie was a bit poor. I think fair play to Robin Van Persie because it's a real club in '92, um, and they're all like sort of that Gavin and Stacey mix where they just they're all cool geezers and they don't get in and they don't put Ole on blast. Um, Ole needs to get put on blast. Um, United, like I just feel United fans are rooting against their own side. Like United will probably go and beat Norwich two or three nil. And United fans will be upset about it. I think they prefer a Norwich win so that they can just get rid of it. I don't think they're buying into this program. I I feel for United fans. Woodward, um, and now they're talking about bringing um, players in. And I was listening to Rio and Mick, Mick McCarty. It's my ass, my ass on the bacon slicer. God, I throw that one in last night. And they were just saying, like, United... Almost as have as big a problems as Spurs, and maybe that's why I identify with them a bit. But um, like I'm looking at against Norwich, and you go from an FPL point of view, do you take in Martial and Rashford, and then they'll score big? But then you got to get rid of them again. Um, there's no consistency with United, so the wild card is a little bit of difficulty in that respect. This pot has gone over a little bit, but look, hopefully, um, win an FA Cup and no football on during the week. Um, until Friday, it's worth a listen. Liverpool against Sheffield United. So I watched that. Uh, Donuts is a Liverpool fan, and I had to agree with her that um, Anfield on a night game, when they started singing You Never Walk Alone and the fields of Anfield Road and everything like that, it was rocking. Um, Wilder in his Gillette on the ground just looked bereft of ideas. Sheffield United could have scored towards the end and I was hoping for that from an FPL viewpoint and McBurney should have stuck it but he didn't um, but it would have been an injustice Liverpool were class they passed um, Sheffield United off the pitch there's a stat that they passed the ball by around 82 or 83 minutes when they quoted this um, more than any other Premiership game and that to me is the Liverpool of old I can't believe it's 30 years ago, but I remember the Liverpool of old and they'd go 1-0 up and they just, their ball retention was unreal. And you're talking about players like Doug Leash and Houghton and Whelan, Rush, great players, Burns, you know, and just Liverpool, you couldn't get the ball off them and they had a menace and a steal to them and they just shut things down. And I'm beginning to see this because Sheffield United were decent like and they were set up that you know, they were compact and if they could go on the break, they'd go at Gomez and Van Dijk. And Van Dijk was utterly class. I've 
been critical of him a couple of times this season where he seemed to switch off and Allison and Goal just commands it very well and Liverpool just look I think if lads could have six FPL Liverpool players they would they're class they're excellent they're good to watch oh this pains me but I'll get on to that in a moment um, let's talk just about the attacking element of it as well I had Mane Mane did look a little bit leggy towards the end he should have squared one um, I think Salah is probably my preference over Mane going forward even though I've had Mane the last while Salah is just shooting more um, that one where he cut in by the defender and took a shot and Henderson put it made a fantastic save it was just fantastic football Trent can't not have him I have to have Trent and I have to have Salah going forward so there's the review, comprehensive. Let's have a quick look at the fixtures. You can hear a shuffle on the paper, but look, the majority of that was from the Chieftain head. Chieftain loves giving himself a clap on the back, doesn't he? But I'm, I'm, I'm happy with myself. Um, you can probably hear a little bit of background noise, by the way. I'm not in Chieftain Studios, but um, uh, Donuts has taken the kids off to Liffey Valley. Um, eight-year-old Charlotte had a joke at her expense. She's getting dragged around the shopping centre and she was there. And you were recording me pod. Can I not stay here? And I was there. No, you're going to get dragged around where you have that shoulder slump that an eight-year-old does um, and dragged into pennies. And can we go yet? Are we finished yet? And no, we're just there. So suck it up, Charlotte. Right. On to the fixtures. Friday night. Sheffield United versus West Ham. Um entertaining game looking forward to it um sheffield united will have a pop west ham moyes want to see what they're all about so yeah looking forward to that one palace against arsenal um so arsenal now everyone is gone all the yo blood blood arsenal blood we're back on it we're winning two nil they'll come out with the the cupboards they've been hiding in arsenal fans um good to see the emirates uh rocking up a little bit seen the emirates over the weekend actually went to see a film the gentleman loved it um first film that i went to see in 2020 uh you guys know i'm a movie bus buff i ran the movie quiz uh guy Ritchie back to his best absolutely quality and there's a scene at the um emirates in it and i won't ruin the film but that's a nice link in and as soon as they showed the stadium i went that would be the emirates because you know the empty crates will sell out in that respect. Arsenal fans will be having a pop at me on, on that. I think FPL Plonker, who listens to this, is an Arsenal fan. Um, but we don't get into that North London rivalry stuff. Um, so Palace versus Arsenal. Zaha. We keep hearing this January move and everything, but I'm not going to hang my coat on that. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea are up against Burnley then. So Burnley, uh, Daishi going down. I fancy Chelsea to do them and do them. Well, um, I know Burnley had a win in the cup. Um, Wood is a player that keeps ticking away from Burnley. Um, but I think Chelsea um, now know they got away with it last weekend with the Brighton draw. Um, everyone looking at... They're just going to double down, I think. So, yeah. Um, oh, could be one that I can't ignore. Tammy, can I? Can't ignore Tammy for that one. And then Everton against Brighton. I fancy Everton to do well, I think. Potters um, is going to get a bump there and Brighton are, I've seen an interesting stat, Brighton have the same amount of points as they did last season under Hewton um, and everyone's going but look they they went off a cliff last season toward the end, it's a lot of the same players, Melpoy and that, I'm not hugely that impressed with, um, I know they get the draw against Chelsea and it's a decent result but 
I fancy Everton to win that one. Leicester against Southampton. Vardy, I have to have him in on the wild card. Um, Southampton, even though there's a bit of a renaissance and Wreck-It Ralph doesn't seem like the monkeyer that it is anymore. Leicester 3-0 away to Newcastle. Uh, coming through a cup win as well where they had players. I like your man Shooteroy, by the way. Um, not, maybe not from an FPL perspective, but he's a good baller. Uh, easy to see. Maybe he's like that Carlos Valderrama where a player looks better because of the hair or that. But he scored a good uh, goal over the over uh, the Christmas period. Um, and uh, he seems a likeable dude. Um, Ings, will Ings form continue? Uh, Soyunku, one to have a look at, lads. Uh, came off with an injury over the FA Cup. So I'm looking after you. Trying to look after you with this FPL pod. United, you're going out tonight. Tonight you're wearing red and white. United at home to Norwich. As I said, United fans, other than the day trippers, will be sort of going, Jesus, if we lost to Norwich, would it be the end of the world? Ollie gets pushed and they're being in patch. That's what they want. I think that's what United fans want. But Norwich can't get a win. They're pony. So I fancy United to win it and then you'll have Rashford coming in. Rashford to me is a little bit... Um, I'd like to see more effort from him at times, i got to say, lads. Then... Free kicks. He's either a free kick taker or not. Uh, Fred took one recently against Arsenal. And, oh my God, just shocking. So let Rashford off at it. Wolves against Newcastle. So, Newcastle, um, Brucey, you need to show us more. And I think Brucey needs some acquisitions in the January transfer window more than anyone else, especially in midfield. He needs to get to a 4-4-2. Um, the 5-4-1... With Joey Linton up front, it just isn't going to cut it for the points that he's going to need. Um, and here's the big one, lads. Oh, Tottenham against Liverpool. So, if Tottenham... This is the only thing that Tottenham have. And we're becoming a spoiler side. Spoiling other sides because we've nothing to play for. Oh my God, we're back at this. If Liverpool win, they have the best record ever in history starting off in a league season over any European club. Wow. Got to applaud. Chieftain's giving it a applaud. My own man, Chieftain Senior and Donuts are unbearable in this respect. And now, Tottenham, we are a spoiler club. That's the thing we have to try and spoil. So how does Tottenham spoil it? Well, other than Son, who actually is always very poor against Liverpool, Every time I watch him, he's poison against Liverpool. Um, Kane plays well against Liverpool and now he's injured. Um, we have a midfield destroyed with injuries. We have a defence destroyed with injuries. Jose getting double Pochettino's wages. You're going to earn them, boy You're going to earn them and you're going to earn them more than sneaking over and looking at Klopp's tactics and getting yourself booked. So... I'm on Team Jose. We know this. I'm on Team Jose. I'll especially be on Team Jose if we can just quieten the scousers down a little bit. Lessen their bin noise. Just take it down a lot. Which is ironic from the hot air chieftain. But that's what I need. So it's the Saturday night game. Come on, Spurs. Um, My little... My little son just looks magic in his Spurs gear, I have to say. I took him up the monument uh, yesterday. It's going to be my New Year's tradition where I walk up the monument. Jerry Donuts had the bum down. i got to get in trouble over that, but she's probably switched off the pod here by now at 40 minutes. 
But my tradition that I'm going to set up is the monument in Phoenix Park. Um, every New Year's, I'm going to walk up with him. And I was carrying him up it this year. In years, and hopefully a long time to come, he'll probably be carrying me up it in some years. And hopefully it's something that I can get through generationally. But something I enjoy doing, and I like uh, habits like that. So it's part of the New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution on the FPL pod, Chieftain, it's just going to be chase green arrows and go week to week and enjoy it. And you can tell I'm enjoying it. A 45-minute pod with a guy who's at a rank of 34 is something to behold, I think. Um, Books-wise, I'm going to drop in books I'm mentioning and reading as well. Just trying to throw in a little bit the pods because lads are dropping them in about oh, what audio tapes and what books and music and gigs. I read Flea out of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Acid for the Children. I wanted something like a vibe that gives like, give it away, give it away now, you know, that sort of madness. It is not that type of book. I would not recommend it. It gets achieved in three out of ten. Just talks about his childhood, doing drugs, rocking around LA. And 95% into the book on the Kindle, it comes up at the first gig with Anthony Kiedis. And I just there like, no. But a book that I'm highly recommending is Shoe Dog. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. I am just enthralled. It's a page turner. It's top class. Um, I really recommend it. I'm absolutely enthralled by it. And I'm a dude who just loves sneakers anyway, especially into running. Um, and he's a runner. And just all the nuances. And I like buying my Air Jordans. And I've got a Space Pam jam pair of Air Jordans. And I sometimes go with Nike. But I like seeing new entrants with um, all this so look it's a little fashionista is the chieftain at times as well but it gets things going and it gets comments going on the pod and the last fixture then my mate Manzi is giving us socks Watford and he's there Watford we're getting out of trouble and the great escape and every time I hear Manzi now it's just and then Bournemouth will go and beat them because Bournemouth are that Jekyll and Hyde Eddie Howe side so that's the chieftain show I actually fancy Bournemouth uh, to beat Watford and I won't be getting in any Watford players on my wild card. So look, hail to the Chieftain, hail to his poison rank. Hopefully the pod has been entertaining, it's been interesting. Feedback, um the girls cup, I'll hopefully try and, and do a draw on it. Um feedback always welcome. I need a segment after the movie one. Mossy, I haven't forgotten you. Um I did get the whiskey tour true to the FPL Renegades. I have to get Mossy's second prize through to him. Um, so when I'm down in Cork, which I'll likely be in January at some stage, I'll organise to get that through. And thanks very much for the listens, lads, the shares, the interaction, all that. All hail to the Chieftain. Unbelievable scenes, Jeff. Unbelievable scenes. Turn my FPL gals, and it must be something psychologically with my nemesis with El Rag, who, look, he's destroyed me this year. I, I'm holding up the white flag already. But El Rag entered the Cup of Gels, and he came up against FPL Ferry, the classified score. FPL Ferry, 62, versus FPL El Rag, 74. El Rag triumphed. FPL Ferry, great dude. Um, I think he's the lad who set up the Gowls chat. Um, 
he's over in Australia. Stay safe over there, dude. Uh, I mentioned him recently. He got engaged, so I presume he's setting a date uh, where he, we're all getting invited to this wedding. And um, get myself a hat, fairy. What do you think? And um, El Rag, 74. He's just going from strength to strength. And he's got all the issues nailed that I mentioned. He's got his Liverpool defence. Um, he's got his captain nailed down. He's got Salah and Mane. Um, and he's up around the 200k rank. So he's doing well, El Rag. Um, and I know there's lads that want to take El Rag down. Uh, Ronnie over in Kansas is one in particular. Um, and El Rag gets more mentions probably than the Chieftain because... He's a player at this game. Um, so well done, El Rag. And I didn't um, I didn't purposely uh, leave you guys out. I, look, 16 ties, one went to miss. Um, but there it is. El Rag is true for the draw the next one. And um, playing extremely well, as, it's, as I said. And it'll be interesting to see if he kicks off that I don't mention him. Um, and he actually listens to the full pod. Because I suspect, like a lot of people, he just skips 15 seconds and then takes a couple of segments and says, yeah, I listened to it. But El Rag is all about listening to the pods that are going to give him an edge. Um, although he does, uh, in fairness, listen to some of them for the entertainment element as well. So I'm doing them a disservice there. So El Rag, yeah, 74 points, beating poor FPL Ferry with 62, which is a good score. 62 would have one FPL Ferry most toys so you're just so lucky with the the look of the draw FPL Ferry so there it is I'll add this little bit into the pod and apologies if it's a, a segment off 